Hey, Chef, how's it going? How's it going, man? Good. How you been? Doing good, man. All right. Well, I'm up here in Maine. Um, have you ever been way up here near Bangor? Oh, yeah, man. Nothing much out there. Uh, <laughs> I was actually in the, that area when uh, in 10th grade, I broke my back up there, snowmobiling a little bit north of there, actually. Almost in Are Canada. you serious? Yeah, man. That was wild. So were you um, like not able to walk for a while? Yeah, no, I was in a back brace for like six months. Jeez. Yeah, that was uh, a <laughs> that was something for sure. That's crazy. So, yeah, there definitely isn't much up here. After well, after Bangor, there's like um, if you're oh, back here we go. Park. No, no. But uh, hey guys, welcome to the recording. Hey, hey, Craig. Good to be here. Can you guys just introduce yourselves real quick for anyone that hasn't heard of you guys before? Yeah, of course. So um, I go by Lil Ro. I kind of just prefer Ro. You know, that's my nickname. Representing Spear Gang 603. Yep. All right. And then I'm right here. This is twin. So I go by Big A. So I'm uh, Ro's twin brother. And then uh, I go by Chef, third member of SG603. Thank you, guys. And um, just so you guys know, there's some people listening to the podcast that haven't heard you guys on the graveyard shift before. So I might ask a few questions that I've asked you before in the past, just so people you know, can, uh, can get the full scoop on, on what you're all about and everything. Yeah, for sure, man. All right. Word. So, how did this all start for you guys? Who was rapping first, and how did you guys meet? Well, obviously, you guys are twins, so how did you guys meet Chef? So, um, uh, I think when we were, I think we played some sports back in the day, like baseball and football with him. So, like, we kind of, you know, we became friends, like, really close friends. Like, we became brothers, and then... We would, like, freestyle and whatnot, and then Adam, like, you know, he liked to do the same, and he, like, really just kept working and improving until we just, you know, figured we'd start a group and really get serious about it. So that's what we've done. Was one of you guys rapping first before the others? So, uh, yeah, I think the twins definitely had been actually rapping for a good bit before I started rapping, uh, they actually performed at like the sixth grade talent show. I remember and did a rap. Yeah. that was pretty cool way back then. And I had uh, been like writing poetry and all that. Like, so I was into writing, but I hadn't, um, I hadn't really pursued actually making music until we linked up together and decided to become a group. Now, just so people know, um, when they refer to you as Adam, that's that's talking that's about chef. chef. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's chef cooking. <laughs> so you guys all went to Exeter High School. Yes, yes sir. sir. And are you all from Brentwood or from other so, places? So uh, me and Rowan we're from Brentwood, and then uh, Adam is part of the Kensington crew. Oh so, okay. Yeah. So was there a lot of people rapping? Do you remember um, growing up that? don't record music 
that influenced you or anything? Like, Honestly, is there any other really good Exeter rappers? There definitely are. There's definitely a lot of local talent. But uh, honestly, there weren't too many people making music before we did it. I think that us, along with some of our friends uh, like Corey Patrick, uh, Slim Need a Bag is another one like who started off really early and some of our buddies and uh, Very Odd Youngins, too. Oh, yeah. Kind of some making songs here or there. And then when we kind of started to take it more seriously, I feel like a lot of kids in the area did the same. And now from what I hear from like some of my friends, younger siblings and whatnot, there's like a whole, you know, hip hop scene in the high school now. And it's really like inspired a lot, which is. Really oh, wow. Cool. Well, I know there's a guy. I'm not sure how old he is. He might. He's probably older than you guys. His name's Jay Gutta. Mm-hmm. He's from Exeter. OK, yeah. yeah I've heard the name Jay, Jay Gutta. Gutta before. Yeah. And um, so did you guys go to school at the same time as Very Odd Youngins? Uh, yeah, so they're a, a mixture of different ages right around our age group, whether it's in a few years plus or minus of us. We're all right around the same area and age. Yep. Now, um, you guys said before that you were really influenced by Granite State. When do you remember first hearing uh, anything from Granite State at all? Oh, man. For me personally, I couldn't even tell you what song it was. But I remember my older cousin, who's probably 29, showed me a Granite State song when I was, I want to say I was in like fourth or fifth grade. Jeez. And I thought it was super cool. So I listened to hip hop most of my life. My aunt was always playing like NWA, Tupac, <laughs> all the classics. So that was really yeah. cool influence for sure. Yeah, Craig. It was really cool because like I feel like a lot of people would talk about that because like uh I know it was on the low key, but you know how Dougie he was uh coaching and integrity and like I know some kids kind of would like, you know, low-key hear that he was in Granite State. So I feel like a, a lot of kids like knew about it, which was cool, you know, like Granite State, like people still knew it was up, like even when we were like in school, like. Yeah. Now, um, well, they did a show at the high school some time ago. Were you were you guys there for that? Or oh, I definitely was that before. No, nah, no, nah, I don't think I remember hearing about that. It might have been before we were in high school, but I don't know. And I think now, that just, um I think we probably like her granite state because Ape the Grim, he was our sister. We have an older sister, me and Alder, the twins. And um yeah. yeah, so Ape the Grim was her manager, so I feel like we kind of knew AP through her and I feel like he put us on to Granite State. And that that's when Yeah, and it was inspiring because you know they're from like right where we are and they're doing you know, big things and like making some powerful music. So like, they're definitely a big inspiration. Now, when you guys were in school, did everyone um, listen to static, static selector and everything? So there was definitely a group of us that did. I would say 70% of the school wouldn't even know who static was shamefully, but the rest would, you know, go down swinging for him. (laughs) There was definitely a, And a, a lot of kids really pro era had a huge influence. Uh, the group pro era had a huge influence on a lot of Definitely. kids in the Exeter area. So I yeah, feel like that makes sense. they work with Static Selecta a lot, and obviously, therefore, you know, 
Yeah. They put out some crazy stuff together. Yeah. Um so just to let people know, you guys are all around twenty one now, right? Yes. Yeah, the twins are twenty two. Yeah, we're twenty two. You are too, Adam, right? No, I'll be twenty two in November. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm I'm forty now. So I mean that just to let people know, like a lot of people that um that are my friends that listen, they're you know, they're around my age, late thirties, early forties. Okay. All right. Well that's wild, Craig. I mean yeah, we figured like yeah. Dude. We figured you were like twenty nine or something. Well thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so how did you guys hear about the graveyard shift, my radio show? Huh? I think that must have been through Ape, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it had definitely. to have been through Ape. I think it was Ape. I think one time we were chilling with Ape, and I think it might have been we uh went. In, he was in Kingston or something. We went and we just hung out with him. Uh, he showed us some stuff that he has in the vault. You know him. He has so much stuff uh, oh, yeah. in the archives, but. I think that was when he really, like, talked to us about, like, putting us on to, like, you know, whether it be Craggy, like, Bug out, like, you know. So, uh, I think it was probably right around then was when he, like, pointed us in that direction and said, like, you know, it's always a good opportunity to go on uh, the radio and talk about what you're about. So, yeah. <clears throat> now, um, so when did you guys start recording music together and start performing live? <sighs> Because you guys really, you guys really have a, a really strong live performance. It's it's um, <clears throat> super high energy, and uh, it's really easy for everyone to get into it. We appreciate. So it. I was wondering when your first live show was. Yeah, thank you, Craig. That's appreciated because when we go and do shows, like we really feel we put our like emotion, our energy into it. And we really like want it to be something that's inclusive for everyone to come and really feel that high energy and get into it. So it means a lot that you feel that way. But I think 2016 was our first song, like officially that we recorded and put on SoundCloud, if I uh, remember correctly. Yeah, I think you're right on that. I don't, I, in, I don't remember exactly when our first show was, but it was somewhere within a year after of that, I believe. What was the first yeah, the song? Show... Do you remember? Oh, we uh, <laughs> we made a remix of this song that's called New Charlotte. So just a really hard trap beat, and I think we literally just called it New Charlotte Remix SG63 or something like that. <laughs> yep. uh-huh, exactly. And we've come a far way to say the least, man. <laughs> yeah, you you guys oh, are always yeah. getting better. I I love all your music, but um. The new album was really good, and uh, it's good to see you working with guys like Neff. But um, can you explain the name SG603 for anyone that hasn't heard the explanation yet? So it started off, actually, we used to be called Spirit Gang kind of as a joke. This uh, some room squad squad gang. gang. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm tripping up. I'm tripping up, slipping on my words. But uh. And then uh, that started from, like, there was this rumor going around the high school that us and, like, some of our buddies were doing some, like, hood rat shit and, like, I I don't even, some crazy stuff. And they referred to us as the squad gang and sent out a huge email. So we kind of went with that almost as a joke. But as we, uh, you know, evolved and kind of found what we're kind of going for and our goal to try to you know, bring people up and awaken people and whatnot and spread truth, kind of thought it was more fitting to 
change it to something more aligned with that. So we thought Spirit Gang was more, you know, that demographic, right. but then you're not losing your old fans like who are aware of you being SG603. Yep. So now, have you guys always been wicked, like positive spiritual dudes, or were you ever negative or different types of people and kind of that, changed and, and evolved? That's a good question, Craig. Um, I'll say, at least for me, I definitely, like, you know, went through with, you know, everyone goes through with, you know, you got insecurities, you know, you got self-doubts, maybe some thinking patterns that definitely don't serve you in a good way. But uh, I'm happy to say that, like, especially with the music there to help and almost, like, take the weight off your shoulders, like, I've definitely felt like I've progressed a lot from, like, what I was, like, into being way more positive and almost, you know, wanting to raise the collective consciousness, like, help everyone out instead of just, you know, sometimes being in my own feelings, like, kind of just thinking, like, uh, you know, egotistically, basically. Yeah, I kind of, yeah. I feel like all of us have definitely evolved to a certain point, to one point or another. I, uh, I used to have really bad anxiety and depression personally, and, um, to the point where I was suicidal for some years in my life. And I've really overcome like pretty much all of that. Of course, I still have some like hard days sometimes as everyone does, but you know, now it's 9% of them are good days. And I really owe that to just like, you know, bring the power back to myself, things like meditation, even, you know, use of psychedelic mushrooms and other healing plants of that nature. Wonderful. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say as far as myself, yeah, um, it's more like the evolution of my mindset, because I remember when I was younger and like living a more unhealthy lifestyle as far as my diet and like what I was consuming, not only with food, but also what music you're listening to, like what type of things you're watching and ingesting. And I feel like I used to have more of like a nihilistic attitude about life, like nothing matters, like there isn't really a higher power, like you know, we're kind of just here to live, like I can just be unhealthy and all this. And then I feel like through the use of, you know, certain like healing plants and doing meditation, all this, like, I feel like we've come to a realization that life is much more than that. And it's about like impacting people in a positive way and like contributing to the earth instead of just taking from it, you know, Craig? Yeah, that's a really good answer. Definitely. So um, is there any books that have influenced you to, to think in a more positive way or, or to be a better person? I really like the power of now just because that helps because especially as like a musician, you're always kind of looking for your next step really, you know, we're hungry, especially, oh, you know, yeah. we'll be up like through the night really just trying to manifest, trying to visualize. So I think just really staying in the moment and like, not taking for granted how far you've come and just appreciating what you have at the moment is really powerful. So this is row. Like, I think that one's a really good one. If you haven't checked it out, anyone listening. Um, how about you guys? Yeah, I personally, now I found this book further along my journey, but the book, the alchemist, I know it's a very famous book and it's a really simple, simple read short, quick book, but I found that the words in that are very powerful and the teachings in it of kind of the understanding of the universe and how to kind of create your own fate and kind of go with the flow of the universe. And I think that that's a very powerful book that I recommend to a lot of people just for the sole fact that you could probably read it in a night and actually dissolve the book. Yeah, I agree. I, I own both those books and I love both of them. Um, 
one of you guys didn't answer on the question for the books. Oh yeah, so this is big A. So uh, as for books, I'm trying to think. We have this one that uh, we got a copy, and I haven't read through the full thing. I'll be honest, but it's uh, it's called How to Change Your Mind, and it's uh, with using different psychedelics. And I think they touch on LSD as a big one, but like it's a really in depth book with like a lot of science to back up the claims, just about how you know certain plants and substances can like help you know rewire your brain with like positive uh networks and connections you know better thinking patterns and all that so like that one's a really good read for anyone that might be a little bit uh skeptical when it comes to like you know the shroom boom is coming a lot of people are looking towards mushrooms not only uh psychedelic but also just gourmet medicinals so uh also with lsd and other things i think it's a good one for people to just look at and you know look at as a healing thing instead of kind of like that uh the like a drug thing which is kind of a big uh thing like i feel like society pushes you know they say oh that's drugs but like they can be beneficial and like the book is a really good one to show for it yeah well since it keeps coming up i just want to say um we might as well touch on on that type of subject with psychedelics and everything um for me, I've been uh, listening to the Tim Ferriss show. That's really why I started this podcast because Bug Out shared with me the Wim Hof episode mm-hmm. of the Tim Ferriss mm-hmm. show like five or six years ago. And I loved it so much. I listened to that episode like four times in a row. And I couldn't believe that you could find such great information for free and listen to it anytime, you know. And so I've been hooked on that show and Joe Rogan's yep. show and some others. For the past five or six years that's what i listen to all the time and um they both talk a lot about psychedelics and they have a lot of interesting guests come on and um share these things that they're finding out and so even though i wasn't trying to learn about them i've learned a lot about them in the last five or six years and as you guys know i've shared a bunch of episodes that i find interesting about it with you and um you called it the shroom boom. What do you think is, is coming, you know, with mushrooms and being legalized in some states? Do you think it'll be for sale like marijuana is in a lot of states? I mean, I think eventually it could get to that point. I think there's going to be like a lot of work to be done before it gets to that point. But I mean, I think in like the somewhat near future, that could definitely be a reality, Craig. Well, actually... They do have it in Colorado. So I I in, in Colorado, it's decriminalized where you can get it. Yes, yeah. it they're uh, they're not. So they're not legal. But, you know, it's kind of how marijuana stands in New Hampshire. Than the yeah, it's like a simple here. slap on the wrist. Like yeah. if you get caught with a bag of mushrooms, you know, like they'll slap you on the wrist, give you a little fine. But you're not going to get locked up for using something natural to better yourself. You know? And one thing that I think is yeah. really important, too, and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Uh, uh, I'm very into this mycologist whose name is Paul Stamens. And oh, yeah, yeah. he's a, Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. And so one thing that he's talking about a lot and like i really super agree with this is like obviously we talk all the time about the healing benefits of mushrooms but there are a lot of important considerations like set and setting like what set in mind you're in before you take a psychedelic and like how your mind is working at that time and there are some conditions that people think like schizophrenia might not be a good idea to trip if you have something like that so there are a lot of things like that to worry about. And I think that a big part of 
getting them to the place where they're legalized is really just decriminalizing them, being able to do the research that they need to do to ensure that people can be safe and take them in a method that will ensure the best results. Because really, there's thousands and thousands of years of information on psychedelics that's pretty much just been forgotten about, and we kind of need to relearn that. Yeah, and I I mean, there, like I said, um, there's a lot of episodes of Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan, especially recently, there was a guy on with Graham Hancock, and uh, this guy wrote about um, ancient civilizations oh, that was taking, taking them. And um, this guy's wife didn't even want him to, to be researching it. And he did it for eight years. And now, you know, his book is blowing up and, you know, he's going to keep researching it for the next 10 years, he says. And he's never even tried them. Yeah. Wow. Because it, he found out it's helping out so many people. Another thing, great thing about these podcasts, since we're on the topic of podcasts, when you were bringing up books, I almost wanted to mention podcasts because I, I have read a good amount of transformative books, but honestly, podcasts have been one of the biggest catalysts in my life. Just listening to all these different people's perspectives, I really feel has kind of made me a more well-rounded person. It's made me able to understand people who might not have the same views as me better, I feel. And I think that that's one thing that podcasts are very powerful at that honestly, most other things don't really do as well. Yeah, I totally agree. Because um, <clears throat> a lot of it, like people hate on Joe Rogan, but he's having people with different perspectives and points of view come on exactly. all the time. And it doesn't matter if he doesn't agree with them. He can have a, a civil, uh, civilized conversation with them for three And hours. I think that's really important, especially and considering what yeah. we just saw from the debate when they're talking like children and the, one of those men is about to be running our country and they keep cutting each other off and can't even, you know, calmly talk with each other. I think it's important for people to see that that can still happen right well back to psychedelics i know this is a large <laughs> um topic for you guys but All right. um i think um from the tim ferris show is where i first heard about the ketogenic diet like five or six years ago i didn't hear about it from anywhere else for a long time and so i feel like that show in particular it's he's up on a lot mm -hmm. of stuff that people aren't talking about for a few years right. after yeah ahead of the curve and and so yeah he definitely is ahead of the curve and now he's been talking about psychedelics for the past few years and they're slowly popping up everywhere so i think you know it's possible that people could know about them and talk be talking about them in a similar way as is even the ketogenic diet is now how that's blown up. Yeah, and I definitely yeah, think you're yeah. right on that. And I really think as yeah. more information comes out in the same way that has happened with marijuana, more and more people will be accepting that they are very healing. Because you know, uh, not right. that long ago, I'm sure in your parents' generation, it really wasn't that acceptable to smoke marijuana. Now, really. There's people here and there you find who still have this stigma on it, but most people won't really think less of you just because you consume a, the plant. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, well, a good example of that is I live right. in Maine now. I was I was telling Chef, I don't you guys weren't on the line yet, but I live um, basically three hours from Exeter, north in Maine, and um, <clears throat> up here, people that are sober they they don't consider it a problem you know if you smoke marijuana and uh, like in new hampshire it was completely different when i was going to 
12 step meetings at the time, you know, people would say you're on marijuana maintenance or this and that up here. People don't care at all. Isn't, isn't that so funny how that sober. works? How it's like so culturally different just because of the laws that are in place. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. really weird. Wow. And, um, I, I think it's, I think times are changing and, um, I'm not saying everyone should go no, and smoke I, weed or take psychedelics. Like I was saying with the harm reduction, everyone. I think that that's very important with all drugs. And I think there's even, yeah. you know, there's studies into like, and these aren't substances that I've necessarily like dealt with myself, but there are a lot of studies into MDMA that are happening right now, into ketamine that are happening right now, into their amazing yeah. abilities to treat things like, uh, post-traumatic yeah post-traumatic stress disorder for veterans and stuff like that uh chronic pain loops is something that they're looking uh chronic depression loops for ketamine because it's a dissociative drug like so it's like i feel like we really lose a lot from just not keeping an open mind and i feel like as people open their minds we'll really see a lot of cool stuff happen honestly Definitely. I wanted to add something to what you were saying, Adam, about like the harm reduction, because I did see some research about how I feel like they're trying to use like the psilocybin mushrooms in a more therapeutic environment. Right. So much like you would like go to a therapy, you know, you go see your therapist. And like, I know I've been to a hypnotherapist. I actually really love that. So I was thinking, you know, what they would do is like maybe in the future, they would give you like a small microdose. You know, of the psilocybin mushrooms, you go through your therapy and then you have like these positive, you know, thoughts implanted in your mind. And I just feel like that would be like a really positive experience without even needing like a large dose whatsoever of the psilocybin. Right, absolutely. And if they are looking for something where they want a bigger dose experience because, you know, they might need something a little more transformative, there's we could look to like places and, you know, uh south america and whatnot in central america with the uh, uh ayahuasca ceremonies and how the shamans give it to them and like look there and like see well people really aren't getting injured from this like they're being taken care of and that's you know a far more potent psychedelic than like your average mushroom trip right well um i know there is people doing uh mdma therapy like they'll take it and go right. sit on the couch and nope. spill their guts to a psychiatrist. And th- there's even people that are prescribed ketamine um, inhalers. Wow. There was, there was a comedian. She was on Joe Rogan's show recently. That's actually had one for anxiety. I've been so, looking yeah. into uh, the ketamine clinic. So I, I mentioned earlier before the twins got in here, how I had broken my back that uh, I do kind of suffer from chronic pain as a result of that. And I, you know, you know me, I'm all about plant medicines and whatnot. I don't really like pharmaceuticals, but ketamine is a really, really promising drugs for that drug for that specifically, because uh, from the research I've been reading, it can like pretty much break the neuron loop or something like that, that like, so it basically breaks the pattern. So my back isn't actually injured anymore, but it still thinks it is. And apparently the ketamine can make right. it, you know forget about that connection forget it was in pain and it will just stop apparently well this is how uh tim ferris put it for psychedelics and I, I don't know if he mentioned it for ketamine too but he says it's like if you're skiing and you're going down the same frozen tracks over and over again on your skis 
And when you take the doses and you, you know, are on some type of uh, therapeutic sessions with it and journaling and stuff, you can make it so that it's like going down mm-hmm. fresh powder on the hill on your skis instead of the same. Yeah, worn out track. describe it that way. And that's um, a great way to put it. So with you guys, um, do you journal when you take it or, or do you have any type of uh, rituals or schedule or you just you don't have to get into it too well, in depth if you don't want to, but is there any like honestly, uh, man? Oh, I I really feel like it depends on to it. what I'm looking for out of a trip, how I go into it, and what I'm gonna be doing during it. But I think the most important so thing for me is to always set an intent. Yeah, exactly. Always set an intention, whatever it is. I think that it's really a waste of a very sacred sacred substance if you like don't set an intention. Because they are a very powerful, powerful substance, and with the intention behind them, they can do a lot of ben- beneficial things to you. So, uh, I really feel like I like to try to let them take control as much as possible, and kind of just go with the flow of feeling what they want me to do, if that makes sense. But yeah, the yeah. one constant is always have an intention. Oh yeah. Well said. Yeah, always have an intention. And for me personally, uh, I love I think we told you about this when we were on the graveyard ship. But like uh, we love healing tones, whether it be 432 hertz or 528 hertz. But I also have a a sound bowl or a singing bowl, if you will. Uh, I only have one right now. It's for the root chakra, the bottom, the bass. So uh, I like to just sit and listen to tones and like music is always nice. But sometimes, you know, what with music, obviously, when we make a song, like, you feel what we're putting into it, right, Craig? You know what I mean? Like, you feel oh, yeah. the energy. So sometimes, you know, when you're listening to even, like, you're like, I love this song. But when you're really, like, you know, really deep, deep thinking things, like, on that level, sometimes that extra vibration, like, sometimes isn't good, you know what I mean? And with as, like, the frequencies, the singing bowl, it's always, like, a nice steady flow of, like, great energy that is, like, super healing. Like, it vibrates her whole body. Like, it's it's awesome. Wow, I've never heard of anything like oh, that. Oh, really? Wow. If Not you the haven't bowl. I, one, I haven't heard of the bowl. I've heard of the, um, like, the megahertz. You should definitely oh, yeah, look the into the Tibetan great, singing bowls. They're very, very powerful. Yeah. Maybe, you can, maybe you can post a video of something. Yeah, no. And like the sound it makes. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, you can even put the water in the bowl and watch the cymatics of the vibration and what it does to water. And then what I always say is like, wow, I'm 78% water, you know, whatever it is. I think it's more actually. I think a human's like 90% water or something. But like, you got to think if that vibration is making the water in the bowl, uh, you know, turning those like nice uh, sacred geometrical patterns. You got to think like it's definitely helping align like the cells in my body. You know what I mean? Yeah. So does this, is this an actual instrument or is it? So they're called Tibetan singing bowl. bowl, Yeah, singing bowl. So it's a Tibetan singing bowl. And yeah, so basically they have like a wooden, uh, I I don't know what you'd there's a wooden thing with felt at the end of it. And then the bowls are normally made out of either brass or crystal. And they're tuned in a way that it puts off a specific frequency. Uh, Alder was mentioning the root chakra. So that would like vibrate, resonate at 369 Hertz. And basically you just, 
put the felt, rub it around the edge. You could almost think of uh, if you lick your finger and rub it around the edge of a wine glass and it sings. You know what I mean? Conceptually, that's all it is, but they're just tuned to these specific frequencies to correlate to different chakras. Yeah. Now, have you guys used um, this bowl on any of any songs at all like had, had i actually do have it. some beats that it's have it in the music. background but nothing that's been released as of now correct well as far as yeah as as far as the singing bowl we don't have anything in our songs but like our whole album was tuned with 528 hertz so like we do incorporate the like sound tones in there we just haven't actually like sampled the instrument and released it yet i guess all right so I was getting into the album next anyway, so it's called Glitching the Matrix. And is it is the whole album about having a trip? So it's or, or something. It's kind of just about like this is like the matrix, if you would, and kind of just like glitching it and kind of making what you want out of this reality, I guess. Um I don't know though, you could take it in a lot of different ways. It's definitely kind of about our journey at the same time i don't know if the twins want to touch on what they think of it because i feel like it means a lot of different things to us yeah so this is row i feel like glitching the matrix like when i think about it and um actually whoever wrote the um review on our album from underground hip-hop blog he did mention like the idea of kind of being immersed in some sort of simulation or like being involved in some type of higher power like that's kind of the vibe I get from it because I feel like we've had experiences where it felt like we were like glitching this reality and almost seeing behind the veil of like what we're in so I mean and I feel like we Mm. had a lot of songs that we had created and we feel like they all meshed into just a really nice project that was just really like and you could interpret it in a lot of different ways and i like that you know everyone can have their own take on it. yeah and one thing we did with the album that i really was happy with how it came out is we really tried to diversify the songs and really put a lot of different energies into it and different like vibes if you would and i I feel like that's really cool because we did a lot of things in an unorthodox way whether that's with the structure of the song like for example the song glitching the matrix the single to the album whatever um has a six bar hook which is super unconventional but you don't even really notice and it's just like small little trippy things like that with the project and we uh also have noticed it's really funny when you play the album on a drive it seems like it lasts so much longer than it does so the whole project itself is just a trip it's great (laughs) yeah definitely now guys hold on before i forget what were you saying about you tuned you used the frequencies on the album yes, on our buddy, yes we did Craig. our buddy has a uh, pro tools who masters our stuff and he actually has just a frequency generator and you lay that into the mix of the song and tune it to that vibration and whatnot so it resonates at that tone hmm. have you guys thought about putting out like an instrumental version at all we haven't thought about that, Craig, because but that of, could because be a of cool the time. I know the twins had mentioned all those different beats. I know the twins had mentioned they wanted uh to do that for time don't exist. And I don't know if it was kind of jokingly, because it's like a very aggressive hard song. We should make an acoustic version of it, but I think it would definitely be cool. 
Yeah. Now, do you guys have a favorite song on the album? That's a hard one, Craig. That's a really hard one. I think every song, I mean, like, it's our album. This is Big A talking right now, but, I mean, I love that album, honestly. Like, I haven't listened through it, like, in a while just because, like, you know, like, I listened through it so, so many times just getting it ready, like, once it dropped, all that. But, uh, yeah, like, it's... It's a really, um, it's an awesome project. So it's like, it's kind of hard to pick a favorite song, but I would say personally, I love Glitch in the Matrix, the one that starts it off, just because uh, our homie who does our stuff, his name's uh, Trico or Wavy Music. He's really talented. Like, he helps uh, our creative vision a lot. And he helps us chop it up, adding those crazy, like, whispers, Glitch in the Matrix. You know, it's kind of like, uh, really immersive stuff like that so i love glitch in the matrix i'm trying to think uh shocker protection that one really rides the one with ak the savior we have a lyric video on uh youtube to that if uh, anyone wants to go check that out that is an awesome visual too so yeah those are probably some of my tops right there honestly for me personally i really liked um the song nightmare on the project and for the reason for that is like I was saying earlier, I did d- deal with a lot of like depression, anxiety growing up and whatnot. And I feel like songs like that, just talking about like uh, darkness and the hard times and whatnot, but also touching on kind of what we learned while we're there is really important for me almost in a therapeutic way when I record it. So that song I felt was really powerful. And I uh, think that that's probably my favorite one on the project. Yeah, definitely. I kind of want to add to what you were saying there, Chef, because I'm the same way. This is Ro. Like, I like it. It kind of has, like, an emo vibe, if you will. I feel like when you're kind of, like, down in the depths, it's nice to, like, have something you can kind of, like, relate and resonate to. So I feel like Nightmare is definitely one that stands out on the project. Um, I really like Fuck a Pill. Just, like, the message in general is just, like, very strong and in your face. You know, fuck a pill. I'm off a psychedelic. I go and get it. Anything I want, I manifest it. You know, it's just, like, really in your face and easy to absorb. You know, it's so easy to listen to the song and know, like, wow, this group is against pills. Like, they prefer psychedelics. And I feel like there are a lot of people out there who resonate with that same message. And I feel like there are people who are like, wow, I can get behind this. Like, fuck pills. I love, I love that you guys say yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. It's like, fuck pills. Like, pills. especially where we're from, man. It's like, you know, like we're in a bad, like opioid epidemic. So not just the COVID's killing people out here, but also, you know, we got drug overdoses, all that. So that's why it's really just strong. The message we preach is all about evolving holistically and naturally without needing to like numb ourselves down if anything let's feel like what we need to feel and really grow from it so you guys are into healthy eating you um it seems like you guys believe in a lot of conspiratorial type stuff oh yeah so so do you think um they're poisoning the food well i don't think that they are i know that they are and i don't because i do know a hundred percent with certainty whether it's intentional to deliberately poison us or just to up their profit margins but just looking at the science like they are poisoning our food there's chemicals that don't need to be there preservatives that don't need to be there colorings that don't need to be there that are banned in many parts of the world colorings gmo foods well i think it's because the fine sorry my bad 
I, I think it's because the pharmaceutical companies and insurance companies pretty yeah. much run the country, yeah. really. They pay off all the politicians and everything, so it makes sense that they would be poisoning the food with, Definitely. you know, addictive yeah, you stuff. Yeah, you see how that works? It's like, you know, if the pharmaceutical companies, if they're selling medication that helps with high blood pressure and high cholesterol and all of this why wouldn't they also want to get in the pockets of the people making the food to cause these type of ailments? So it's just a full circle. They make the money on the food. And then when the people get sick from the shite food, you know, they go and then they, they can make more money pretty much off people like suffering. And that's what they don't care about. Like it's more of a greed thing. I don't know if it's an intentional, like they're out to kill us, you know, but I think it is more like they would, care more about the profits than they do our lives and like adding to that i just want to say gatorade if anyone's drinking gatorade out there you should be checking in there if it has like any of those like red number four whatever those artificial colorings are in there those have been linked to like different birth defects you know there's research behind and other countries have those banned so it's just kind of crazy that the u.s doesn't have that banned and like you know, people really try to say that, you know, the United States is all about like the health and bettering like the people and the country. But, you know, if that were the case, that that wouldn't really be in there. So, so. Craig, one thing I found I find kind of interesting, too. So, uh, you know, in Canada, where it's free health care, government appointed health care for all of the people. So they have more incentive to keep their people healthy, their guy, their health regulate regulations. Yeah all state that a plant-based diet is the most healthy diet and to avoid like red meats and dairy and eggs and a lot of other animal products, mainly due to the cholesterol and saturated fats in them, but for other reasons too. But then you look in America where we have big farm farmers and the milk industry and all these people funding that type, you know, funding the government and whatnot, giving them lots of money. And they don't say that. They say that it's important to drink that cow's milk to get calcium, even though it's not bioavailable like that from the milk. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. So it's definitely in America set up in a way where I don't know if it's with complete nefarious intention or if they're just, like I said before, trying to maximize profits and they really don't care about what happens to us. But there is, you know, Mm -hmm. there's stuff to look into. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, guys, um, aliens usually come up every episode oh. on this show. So, what are your thoughts? Okay, on I'm waiting for you. Them, um, believe there's like multiple species running oh, around yeah. among us. I stuff? think, Craig. You know, I'm thinking there's there's reptilians. There's you know there's probably insectoids. You know, there's probably a lot of different things around. I think we just got to keep our eyes open and also just you know keep our vibes high just detect them around you know you never know one of your best friends could be a reptilian you just didn't know but you and so craig one thing too that is one of my thoughts on aliens that i've kind of come to through altered states of consciousness i feel like um though there i think it is likely that there are you know what you would think of as aliens beings on different planets I think that also there are a different type of aliens that are beings from different dimensions that honestly could be right with us next to us, but we can't see them because they're not resonating out of vibration. 
And um, I really feel like that's like what a lot of stuff is. And I think that that's why like certain times people can see spirits and weird stuff like that. I kind of think that it's just like a weird glitch, like (laughs) to glitch in the matrix, if you would. Yeah, it's a weird glitch in the matrix, if you would. But I feel like it's like a vibrational thing where like you attune to the reality that you're vibrating in. So sometimes there's weird slip ups where those realities and the vibrations can maybe merge a little bit and you have weird things like that happen. And that's just a theory I have, but I think it's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I kind of like now, oh, Yeah, sorry, I was going to say, like, I kind of like where Chef's coming from with that because, like, when I'm thinking about aliens, like, obviously you do think the little green guy's coming from the moon, but I do feel like they are like extra dimensional, you know, like super like high vibrational like beings, whether they, yeah, whether they be like positive or like, you know, negative beings too. So it all, like, I almost think of like angels and demons too, whether, you know, it could be like all coinciding, just like spirits or entities that resonate at different frequencies and like our sight and sound is very limited you know and like in this full spectrum of what could be out there so i feel like it is just very interesting to think about i think we've made alien contact though me this is so me big a and uh adam chef together so well do any guys able to do astral um so i have not like on yeah, command. Not on command. I mean, like, so I have places. once or twice just by chance, but I have found um on psychedelics mushrooms in particular, and specifically uh penis envies. When I look into the mirror on penis envies, I can tend to separate from my body on command, but that's really the only time I'm able to do that. So they're just a specific type of mushroom where they're very, very potent. They were actually, uh, the genetics were made by, I believe, the McKenna brothers, like Terrence McKenna. And, um, and like, so they're very, very, they're actually, I believe, one of, if not the strongest uh, species of psychedelic mushrooms that you can cultivate indoors. Because there are some wild species that are more powerful, but people haven't really, you know, found a way to, like, produce them at like a large scale level mm-hmm. yeah well i was asking about the astral projection because there's three people i know that i'm pretty close to and um well ape the grim's one of them my girlfriend's one of them and then a friend of mine is the other and all three of them can do astral projection and lucid dreaming and they basically can just go wherever they want and like go on go yeah to crazy places in their dreams and they've mentioned that sometimes they run into bad energies or entities. And it sounds very similar to like what people describe when they are on a DMT trip is they'll mention like some, some people see so that's animals actually, or other stuff. Yeah, so I, I think it is. And that's actually kind of where I get my theory from Craig. So I had experiments experience where I was yeah. very naive and I took, um, uh, way too large of a dose of LSD and it led to sleep deprivation that led to natural psychosis. And in that state of psychosis, I was in a very, very altered state of consciousness where I was kind of not fully attached to my body. And in that time, 
when I was at a very different vibration from everyone else, like to the point where I thought I was talking to my mom, but I, I wasn't actually talking to her. It was all like in my own reality. I was seeing a lot of different types of beings that when I came back to my own, like, you know, sane mind and did some research, they are types of beings that have been talked about all through history. And I'm like, wow, I saw these. And, you know, there's artistic depictions from like thousands of years ago. And I'm willing to sound crazy because I believe, you know what I mean? I, I believe it to the fullest, but it's definitely like real. Yeah. I, I've been listening to a lot of conspiracy theory podcasts recently, like tinfoil hat. And, um, I don't know. It's got me like thinking a lot more open than I used to. I, I feel definitely like agree possible that. And One thing for is me is I've honestly gotten to the point where I'm like even skeptical of conspiracy theories now. I'm really just a skeptic all around. Like, because I've realized like some conspiracies, like Flat Earth, for example, I tend to think that things like that are set up by like, I don't know who it is, but like, you know, whether it's the government, the CIA, whatever it is set up kind of to distract people as a trap like the people they know are gonna like see through some of the lies Uh they'll kind of set up traps for people so i am very cautious with conspiracy theories and i don't like to buy into you know openly i'm open-minded but not naive you know what i mean i think that's really important because i think there are a lot of people who mainstream society would deem conspiracy theorists like us that don't necessarily actually do research and come to their own conclusions. And they kind of just post what they see posted. Yeah. I like how you said to be cautious with it too, because I feel like, you know, as we've grown up, as we've evolved, you know, as we've retained and gained more information, Craig, you know, as like that ignorance is kind of lifted and you start looking deeper and deeper, like into the darkness, almost like into all these things that like may or not be true that really make you question your reality. I feel like if you like aren't balanced, if you're not really taking the time to like look at all the good in the world and like, you know, like take time to raise your vibration, I feel like it can almost be taxing on your energy to be too invested in it. And that's something like I learned personally, you know, really getting like deep into it about like, you know, big brothers like after us to like silence, you know, the ones who are really speaking the truth. And like, while that may be true, I feel like I've just evolved to a point where I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah, I think it's you know, really important like, to not get and right. gonna, like it's no fear. Sorry, no one. But yeah, just going off. Yeah, no, it's no, it's going off the road and saying I just feel like it's it's really important to just like, you know, yeah. I'm sorry, (laughs) what you said. (laughs) Yeah, no fear. Like you know, we're like even if there is darkness out there, like the light will win, and like us being in a fearful, low vibrational state, like that isn't doing this like conscious collective like any justice we need to stay in our light even if there is darkness yeah what i was gonna say sorry it slipped me for a second there came back to me i think uh it's really important to be wary of where you give your energy and that's kind of like what we're touching on like so you know how rowan was saying earlier row dog was saying earlier how we'll stay up sometimes and just manifest what we want you know the energy that you put into something really is powerful so you're talking about evil stuff all the time. You're kind of giving that evil stuff power. So though we do think it's important for people to be in the know and talk about it, 
we really don't at this point think that it's too beneficial to dwell on it too much. Hundred percent. Now, what what does manifesting look like to you guys? Manifesting, I would that? say, is just really just visualizing, just putting all the senses. Also, in like, like you know, stuff like I remember, that. I. Yeah, sorry. Hold on, hold on, guys. We can't talk over yes, each sir. other. Yeah, no, I remember back in the day, Craig, uh, when before we had even done live shows, you know what I mean? Before we had even hopped on a stage before with a mic, I remember we would just sit there and just like, not just visualize, but even just speak out loud. I think that's really powerful is just maybe saying like, you know, we going to get a show soon. Like, just say as it is, say it like it's going to happen because like, that's powerful you know you just speaking and putting it out there to the world so like i remember we just sit there and even just visualize it just you know visualize you up there visualize the crowd getting hype like you know uh like visualize what it's gonna sound like you know put all that into it and like really believe it's all about believing man like you gotta just take that jump and just believe in yourself and believe in the journey and like believe that the universe got your back i think that's a big thing is you want to build that connection just like with that power and just say you know i'm good like it's got me whatever happens happens and like we gonna get to it you know what i mean so i i agree with Jeff, what definitely what both of the boys have said so far but uh one thing that i like to add i really like to you know make lists and stuff like that also i feel like it's really important to like write down kind of goals if you would but also how you're going to get to those goals and kind of what you're going to do during the manifestation process to bring those things into reality, because it's really powerful to just, you know, picture where you're going and just believe that you're going there. But it's another thing to, you know, take that a step further and write down what I'm going to do to do that. And I really feel like that's something that's also really powerful when you're trying to manifest something is to just write down how you're going to do it. Yeah, that's exactly. Good. And even if it's it. not necessarily a plan, just write down where you want to be. You know what I mean? And like, just look at that time to time, kind of even just as a reminder to yourself of where you're trying to go. And like, I feel like the whole word word uh, word is bond thing is really like literal in that sense, where when you write something down, it helps it bring it into fruition. It's like when you write if you can't remember something, write it down 10 times and you'll remember it. You know what I mean? It's like just bringing it into the physical realm. I feel like that's like what it's about, bringing it from the mind into the physical realm, I feel like is what the important part of that is. Right. So do you guys have um, a meditation or yoga practice that you do daily or any spiritual practices that you must my do mom, every day, you feel like? My you mom like just daily? got, like, these meditation clips, Craig, and they're super nice. And, like, it's binaural beats, just like the frequency videos with different sound tones. And there's, like, four different ones that they, that they have. You know, you can listen to whichever one you like. And I just find even for 15 minutes every day is, like, gives me that good release and after like it almost feels like i got a massage it's like the universe just like gave me a nice like massage and i'm just feeling nice you know yeah yeah that sounds good i definitely uh anyone i try to do yoga for 15 to 20 minutes every day and 
I don't some days, like I was mentioning with my, like if my back's really, really stiff and I can't get myself to do it some days, but I try to do yoga every morning and um, take breaths, you know, breath is an important part of yoga. So I feel through that process, I kind of get my meditation in, if you would. I also like to do just deep meditations uh, in the morning after I wake up and at night a lot of the times, but that's definitely not like a daily thing. Now, is there any artistic or creative projects that you guys are into? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely for me. I have uh, just into writing. And stuff? I have an art like I'm I'm an artist, so I have an art page on Instagram that's uh, SG603 Art. If anyone wants to check it out, I only have a few posts on there, but I'm gonna get more stuff up soon. But um, yeah, I'm an artist, so I paint, I draw. Uh, the twins I know we're we're like they're writing a plot to a movie, a little short movie that they want to get going. It's really awesome. Oh yeah. They could talk about that right. a little bit. Oh yeah. So Adam, yeah. Adam's a great artist. Like he's, a, he actually made uh this uh, shroom walk coming 1024. Everybody, this one's a banger, but he made the artwork for it. It looks really good. He makes a lot of stuff. So go follow the page. And uh, <clears throat> he was talking about that movie we are scheming a movie. Uh, we don't know when this is going to happen, but uh, we put a lot of thought into it in the process. But uh, I think it's going to be really cool. It's going to be all about uh, drugs and how bad they are and how it can affect like a friend group. So, yeah, wow, definitely will good. be, man. So, it, so it's not about yeah, medicine. It's about, it's about exactly. Exactly. Like hard drugs. It is, Craig. Yeah. So uh, we, I'll be honest, like, you know us, we're good vibes. We like to keep it positive. You know, we love everyone. But I do love, uh, like, horror movies and scary movies. I do, like, like that stuff. So uh, what we were thinking is we wanted this one to be, like, a really grim kind of darkish movie about how, like, you know, if you choose to do, like, the drug you know what i mean is like you can face the consequences and like we were gonna make it almost like almost like a scary movie if you will to really like showcase like how bad like that decision could be you know what i mean yeah well that's pretty realistic that's how how it is like when you get hooked yeah on hard drugs, exactly like man that's 100 percent why we wanted to like create this and like I don't know if it'll be, you know, 2021 or even 2024, but like it'll be here eventually. And like we're really excited about it. I don't know if Lil Ro wants to touch on it, but here he is. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm excited about that movie plot. I mean, it's still kind of in the rough works, but we've told some people about it. They seem to really uh, like be on board with it just because. The message is going to be powerful. I think it's something the world needs. And not only would it kind of show like how a drug could affect a friend group and how even people could be pressured into doing it. And like, you know, it could really mess with a friend group and even intimate relationships, you know, like say a boyfriend that was a user of a drug and like eventually like the girlfriend could have partaken, you know, like we're really going to showcase a lot of different realistic things. So it's going to be scary. And like, I want it to be very heart wrenching to just really get that message across. Yeah, that sounds really good. Definitely keep me posted on that. Um, So you guys, you just dropped the album, but I feel like you have more music. coming. (laughs) Am I right? 
I know you have a song with Bug Out somewhere that hasn't been released uh, yet. Is that I think that we're going to have one or, or uh, project that comes out before that that we've been working on, and then that will be going on to a project after that, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Craig. So we're saving that gem for uh, that project is going to be called Putting On For The Granite. So it's going to be all hip-hop boom bap all produced by uh neff right out of brooklyn time is money studio but uh I, all nice. those beats are fire i can't wait until everyone hears it but uh it's putting on for the grandness about just our come up you know we putting on for the 603 we putting on for all the stasis around too you know the whole nation the whole world but uh we're saving it for that and uh we're excited for it. we have ap on there we have a few other big features so yeah How many songs do you think will be on that one? Do you have any um, idea? I think I think we wanted it to be like an EP, like a mixtape for uh, it possibly being like a repeat, like having uh, putting on for the granite volume two, like a multiple volume mixtape where we showcase different artists around the 603 and the surrounding states. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for it too. This is Ro. Like, I think I think we're really building our message, Craig, and like solidifying our fan base. Really, you know, doing what we need to do until we can go make the trip uh, down to Brooklyn, link up with Neff, and really get to it. You know, make some like some real old school hip hop. You know, shit. Granite State inspired. Uh, for the amount of tracks, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I, like I missed that. it, but I don't think anyone answered to that. Did they? Yeah, no. Okay, yeah. I so I think I that. think that I it was. Uh, <laughs> I think that we were planning on having it be uh pretty pretty <laughs> short, uh like six songs. I think is what we were thinking. Yeah, six songs. Yeah. So, but you guys yes. are saying you have a release before that coming. Oh, yeah, uh, right? So I believe that that one's gonna that be. One so whether it's X Files or Conspiracy Files, that's gonna be kind of just more of a conspiracy type stuff, and like. So whether it's 5G yeah, or about so the government watching us or, you know what I mean? It's all, all yeah. those types uh-huh. of topics. So we should wrap up soon, but since you guys mentioned it, do you think, um, well, you mentioned 5G. Do you think there's something uh, really shady going Absolutely, on? Absolutely, man. COVID like, I definitely things? am not one of the people who am like, it's not even a real virus, you know? Like, I definitely believe there's a real virus going around. But the severity is clearly exaggerated. If there was a pandemic, they wouldn't have to exaggerate the numbers. And, like, they wouldn't be skewing all this. And, like, we've seen the CDC uh-huh. and whatnot, like retract statements time and time again i definitely feel like there's something a little shady going on you know we're comparing it to a flu season and they're saying at this point it's like you know slightly deadlier than the flu really if you actually look at the numbers but the thing about that is a flu season when they're looking at that that's like a three to four month period and this has been going on for what seven now and it's still slightly more deadly so i'm kind of thinking it's like more comparable to the flu and like they're kind of trying to use it to their benefit is what my opinion on it is it's inflated for sure i was thinking even that the virus i mean i believe it's a virus i believe it's killing people i mean i'm someone who i'm gonna wear a mask just to be respectful you know i just want to like 
I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I want to keep people safe, but I almost feel like it could be like something of a higher agenda to kind of, you know, like think of all like the local businesses that have been shutting down people that have to sell their restaurants, like all this almost like make us more dependent on the man in the government to like get what we need, you know, like the government is kind of like taking steps to like play a bigger role in our lives. So like with yeah. this like heat seeking, like tracking, like, you know, whatever it is they're doing. Well, like, even if you look like, at what they did, the surveillance. if you look at what they did, so well, do you think it has to do? With I don't 5G? know whether it has to do with 5G. I know 5G can mutate things and whatnot, but I don't really think that honestly what caused it is even any concern. And I think like what I was saying earlier with how they like, put these questions in the air to get people like thinking down the wrong track. I honestly think that that's one of those things and whether it was man-made, whether it's natural, whether it was from 5g, I don't really think that, that matters. I think that what's far more important is like what they're trying to do with it. Like if you look at what they've done in China with American sold technology with like the AI facial recognition, they're completely off of like any physical dollar. They literally pay by scanning with their face and there's been laws proposed in the U.S. to do similar yeah. things. And it's like, to me, like, they want us to be easier to track. Like, uh, they want us to get off of, they're making people scared of money. So they don't want to touch the cash because of the germs. And then to pay, you have to get tracked. You know what I mean? They always know where you are. Yeah, I've heard the same thing about the, um, they're trying to yep. get like a universal cash card, basically. So I got two more questions for you guys because um, <clears throat> we've already gone over an hour. and We can do a, um, a second, second uh, interview at some point. Um, what's something you'd like to work on? Or for me, man, um, honestly, I really like to get my back figured out. And like, because I, I feel like that can really be one of the only things that will get me down in life nowadays. So whether that's. I'm looking into a lot of more methods. I really yeah. think I have to dedicate more time into just re-strengthening my back and my muscles and my body and get a gym membership and really take care of that. But I think that that's really the biggest step I need to make in my life. And I think that that will really uh, help me not just physically, but mentally and spiritually too. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that, yeah, that would definitely so. be a good thing. I'll help because, uh, yeah, I know how much Adam's back messes with him. And, yeah, it definitely stinks to see as one of his homies, you know. But uh, this is a big A. But as for myself, I would say definitely working more, like, on uh, – like, I try to eat the best diet I can, but I definitely need to, like, buck up and, like, uh, better that. And, like, obviously stretching is something I need to do more of. But uh, when it comes to, like, mentally – I feel like sometimes I like just have those uh, thoughts in the back of your mind, almost like them doubting thoughts trying to get at you. I think that's something I need to work on is like, uh, you know, not letting it get me down or not like feeling like things aren't going good because like I know how good they're going. But, you know, sometimes it's hard not to get in that mindset. So. So this is uh, <clears throat> pardon me. This is Ro. So I feel like something I want to work on is. Honestly, recently, and I think with Shroomwalk dropping soon, which is like a club banger, you know, we're going to be dancing a little bit. I kind of want to like break out of my shell a little more 
And I feel like as an artist, you know, you want to be like connecting and interacting with people more. And I think that's something like for me personally, and even for the group that would be beneficial, you know, like I'd like to rant more on my social media, like put myself out there really like, and I think that's something I want to accomplish more like in 2020 and like for me purse or 2021, pardon me. Yeah. For the group and myself is really just mm. like, we know how much we're shining. And I think like no one should keep themselves in a box, like because they're worried about like shining too bright or even making people feel insecure, you know? And I feel like maybe that's something I've done like to some extent. So it's like, I feel like I just want to shine out here, you know, really like let the world know, like we're coming with a positive message and a strong message and like, we're just here to help people, you know, and I really want to like almost advertise that even more than we already do. Well, you know what? Um, I feel like from what you just said, you guys would, uh, any of you or all three, you would be good doing like a daily um, video blog type thing or just yeah, like that's one Instagram thing live more stuff like hey this is you know this is chef um yeah um, definitely you know, like, Craig. yeah like you need to inspire us more because I feel like that's something I'd really love to do is just like interact with people like let them relate to what we're saying you know like say things that could even help people's day and like make them feel less alone like I feel like that's something I'd love to do more of I'm almost in my head and even like in my ego, even like maybe worried about what people will think of me. And it's like, that's like, you know, such a like, such a like cage you put yourself in when you're not like unleashing like what you really are for the world to see and to share with the world. Yeah, I think you guys would do a really good job. And um, one person that I think esoteric, I don't know if you guys listen to Zarface at all, but esoteric i think has the best instagram stories and he's just always live doing stuff all the time and um you guys could do something very similar except on a more spiritual vibe yeah. and like we're even like help people out more yeah we're even when we're in he's more funny about too is that something we like never do we definitely should start doing more of like with the interaction is like even when we're at the studio like just like uh mixing stuff you know just go live for a few like maybe show people like a little snippet like you know say what's up yeah yeah so you guys not okay. tomorrow okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right Craig. let's go All right, so this is how I like to end the show is I like to give people a little bit of hope or, like, help them out a little bit and keep it a positive show. So if anyone out there is struggling and their life just feels like they're the biggest piece of shit and their life sucks, what advice would you give them to feel better or start to take a step in the right direction and improve? Uh, yeah, so that – I'm ready to start yeah, go ahead. Off. I'm ready to start off, Adam. My bad if no, I'm go ahead. off there, but – I think like what I would say and what I really like to say to a lot of people and like anyone who's really struggling is I feel like much like in a larger organism, you know, like every cell is like doing its job, like every like thing is essential, you know, for like the higher power to work right. And I feel like every soul out there and if you're listening, like you're like one of those cells in the organism, you know, like you're needed here. And even if you feel like you don't do shit and you're just sitting around being a bum, it's like your presence here is still enough and like it's needed for the world. 
you know so just just remember that yeah i guess what i'd say too is like i feel like a lot of times people will get down on themselves because they're judging themselves based on what people think of them and i feel like the biggest thing that's helped me along and like I it's something I still need to work on, but is like be unapologetically yourself, like just embrace who you are. And like when you're truly who you are, people who are meant to be in your life will come along. Like if you feel down, you feel like you don't have anyone there, like maybe try to like go do something that you've been trying to do. And maybe you meet your best friend there and just like keep an open mind always too, because if you're having your worst day, one thing could happen and turn it all around, but you have to be willing to have that there. So I feel like just really being receptive to the little things and also just counting your blessings. Like when shit's really hard, like one thing that's helped me a lot is to like write down a list of all the traumatic stuff that's been happening to you or whatever and just next to it no matter how hard it is find one good thing that came out of it because you always can and i feel like that's really like bringing it back to the alchemist like you're the alchemist of your own reality and just really like create what you want you know yeah no that's very that's true. really yeah, good i like how you said that yeah uh what i would say is honestly just you know, don't listen to what anyone else says. You got to know yourself. You got to love yourself. And, you know, I'm not good at a lot of things. I'm bad at a lot of things, but I think I'm great at a few things. And I think everyone is great at things in their own way. And like everyone is, even if right now you're feeling like a bum being like, well, I'm, I'm not good at this. I can't do this. You just got to explore and like, you know, find that, that passion. I think, you know, once you find that flame, it's really like, you can just ride on it. So I would just say, you know, just like keep going, find things that make you happy, you know, pick up the painting, you know, I'm not really good at painting, but like, I love to paint It's very meditative. It helps you organize your thoughts, even when like, you're not even trying to think on things, you know what I mean? So, you know, just find those outlets and just uh, keep going. Like Rowan said, he said it great, you know, it was like, you're essential here. Uh, you know, you wouldn't be here, you know, if you weren't essential and didn't have like a purpose on this uh planet and realm. So we're here for you and uh I love you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys. Those are really good answers. Um is there anything else you want to say or or do you want to let people know yeah, where they for can sure. find you? I just want to say thank outs. you, Craig, for having us on the show and like you know, shout out to Craig Mosier, like in general for what he does to everyone out here, like in the community for like the hip hop scene. I know you're like doing a lot to help out, you know, different artists on the come up. But I did just want to say, um, if you do want <clears throat> to check out our stuff, we're on YouTube, SG603 Music. If you look up SG603, we're on all platforms. Our debut album, it just dropped a few months ago. Like, it's actually pushing really well. You know, we feel like this album is going to keep growing. So I'm just excited for what's to come in the future. And I hope we could do another show, Craig, and maybe uh, we'll... And we won't interrupt each other so much. Yeah, it's hard with COVID, you know, not being able to be in person. Yeah. (laughs) Next time, we'll just link up. Um, yeah, I would just say anyone that, else, SG603 forever. You know, we want everyone on our team for this mass awakening. You know, we trying to just really spread that love and light and bring everyone together. We're uh, we're agents of the intergalactic freedom force, we were sent here, so <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, we're getting shout out all the people listening, shout out to anyone who's oh, about yeah. to go look up our music. 
and I hope that you get something out of it. Um, and if not, stay tuned in because we got songs coming that you will. <laughs> shout, oh, yeah. Yeah, shout out our listeners in general, just everyone who supports us, like yeah. people who come to shows, people who stream and save our music. It's like, you, you know, people who buy and merch from us. It's like people don't need to take the time out of their lives to like, support us and really put they put us on like they do so like we're just super appreciative because like we feel like people like the message we're rocking with and i think a lot of people are getting behind it yeah well thank you guys for doing what you do you're really great guys and you're you have a very important mission and you're helping out a lot of people and uh i really appreciate it i know all the people I know that are in music that have heard you, you like from Exeter and everything. We all, we all love what we're hearing and I can't wait oh, to yeah, hear man. the new Thanks stuff. So much. just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much, you, Craig. You're the best. Yeah, we, we love a, you. Yeah. We love you. And we have a lot of crystals for you when we see you. We gotta wake up. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. The stones. We need to go get you some stones. Some stones. So, <laughs> yeah, we left it open ended so we could get another show, you know, we can plan yeah, it that the, way. So, um, yeah, when, when you guys are ready for the next album or the one after that, maybe the one with Neff, we'll, we can uh, get you back on. We'll make sure we talk yeah, about man. Stones early awesome. on. Awesome. Great. Can't wait, Craig. You have a Take great care, night. Buddy. All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot, All guys. Right. Much right. love. Take The, 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 the Craig Rush 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 Rush